Welcome to another episode of Living Lives with Khalid. My guest today is Roy Michael. Uh, Roy is a ex-PNG and he has quit to become a full-time trainer and nutritionist. And so, hey, Roy, how you doing? Good, buddy. How's it going? Good. Not bad. Chilling. As, uh, well, I just want to say this from the get-go. I've never trained with Roy, but I told him this. He already knows this. Uh, his posts on Instagram changed my life in terms of uh, learning about nutrition, learning about calorie intake, how to build muscle, how to lose fat, and how important it is to be consistent. I mean, you hear that all the time, but you're just, what differentiates you, based on my opinion, is just that you keep pushing so much information to your Instagram followers that they learn, you equip them in order to, to achieve their, their goals, which I found incredible. Because usually at best case scenario, trainers would post workouts and, and that would be it. Right. And it would be, and it would feel very transactional as well. It wouldn't feel like they really did care a lot of times. Right. And uh, however, like you've never, never yeah, you wrote me a plan once. I didn't have the time to follow it, unfortunately. Right. But, but still, the, the information you gave me equipped me to, to better myself and be healthier, feel healthier, and then be incredible. So right. Uh, right. definitely check out his, his page. And then I just wanted to say I appreciate that about you. Oh, thanks, man. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate what you just said. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of misinformation out there when it comes to, you know, what's right, what's wrong, what works, what doesn't. Um, and, you know, that's why a lot of people are confused all the time. They just don't know where to start. They don't know what's right. They follow the wrong plans. They get frustrated. They don't get the results. Um, so it took me a while myself to figure out, you know, to separate the, the, the BS from the reality and what works and what doesn't. And then I thought, you know, why not put it out there and, uh, you know, lead people to the, the right direction of what actually gets results and what works. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's when I started posting on, uh, posting on Instagram. It's, it's incredible, especially when you find out how many false products are out there that advertise yeah. results that are not even there. Absolutely. And, and all these diets uh, that are actually harmful versus, uh, versus the ones that are actually beneficial, um, right. where you can right. still achieve the same, if not better results. Absolutely. So in the health and fitness industry, it's, it's probably the number one industry where there's... Um, I don't know if I should call them scams, but basically people are trying to, you know, sell certain products with certain promises, whether it's fat loss supplements, you know, muscle gain supplements, whatever it may be. Um, people are generally desperate to lose weight and they're also generally not, you know, that willing to, to, to put in the effort or wait that much or, uh, or, or basically put in the work to get it done. And then when these products come in and they promise like, oh, you know, fat loss in like two weeks or whatever it may be people will pay money for that. And that's why there's so many supplements on the market, even though, I don't know, more than 50% of them don't do what they promise uh, they do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But how, do, do some of them work or is it just because they, they're already doing the work and therefore they do see results so they correlate it immediately to these products, which might not even have any correlation? No, some are beneficial. You know, some do actually, you know, have, uh, you know, do um, give you a boost in a sense. And they do actually provide the benefits that they claim that they do, mm -hmm. um, you know. Uh, but, but then again, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not about, you know, supplementation. It's called supplement for a reason because it's yeah. supplementing your diet and exercise regime. It's not the main focus. 
Um, so, I mean, in reality, you don't have to take any supplements, but uh, yeah, some do work. You know, there's, you know, your caffeine, you know, caffeine can give you a boost and creatine. And mm-hmm. A couple of them actually work, but again, it, it's about, you know, um, diet, nutrition, exercise, and above all, consistency with that, yeah. that'll actually, you know, get you the results as opposed to just taking a, a pill. Yeah. So you kind of touched on it uh, when you were talking earlier. Uh, how does someone be consistent and and change their habits? How does someone not rely on these things, but rather change a loop that they're stuck in or a routine and they're not capable of committing to the gym or committing to exercise or to a diet? What are some of the ways that worked for you or for some of your clients where it just helped them improve and be consistent? Right. Um, well, I guess I guess it all starts with education first and foremost. You know, so before you're consistent at anything, when you learn, um, you know, when you learn the ins and outs and what works and what doesn't, that allows you. So many people associate the word diet with, you know, starvation, hunger, banning all the foods you like. You can't eat carbs. You can't eat uh, candy. You can't do you know. You can't do anything. Basically, it's like a miserable time where you're you know struggling to lose weight and. People keep yo-yoing back and forth. And that's all because of the misinformation out there. Mm-hmm. Um, once you know, you know what's right, what's wrong, and you separate the reality from the, from the fibs or from the falsehoods, and then you can be a lot more consistent because being consistent doesn't mean you're suffering or it doesn't mean you're um, you know, miserable. It basically, you just learn um, what works. And then, you can, and then the reality is what works isn't too hard, actually. You know, you're supposed to eat foods you like. You're not supposed to ban foods that you don't. And once you figure that all out, then becoming consistent is a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, I think also once you learn, like you said, you're able, you, you know what you're working towards and you know how it's harming you. And I really love how you incorporate to, to the diets whatever people would like to eat. I remember one of your clients in, yeah. in your story, he loves pizza and he loves chips and candy. And you're like, yeah, yeah by all means, have it, but control yeah. portions. Um, Absolutely. And so how do you do that? Is it just based on a measure of calories? And I know calories are cumulative in a sense of, let's say weekly, it, it kind of adds up. Because I remember I saw one of your stories where you're having, let's say, 1,200 calories every day or 1,500. And then two days of the weekend, you're drinking, you're going out, you have yeah. three, 4,000 calories, and it kind of messes up the whole thing. So how right. can, what is the balance? How can you achieve that balance? And, and how do you incorporate the things that are, quote unquote, unhealthy and yeah. in terms of a mainstream perspective? How can you yeah. incorporate those into diets while achieving results? Right. So to answer the, the, the first question, so regarding the client that, you know, liked, you know, a bit of junk food, I mean, everybody likes a bit of junk food, including myself. I'm sure you do too. Of course. And, and the truth is, so when you're going on a diet, it's not really, you know, people say I'm on a diet, but in reality, the word diet just means, you know, the combination of foods that you eat over time. That's your diet, right? You have, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Asian diet where they incorporate more rice and, and seafood and stuff like that. You have the Mediterranean diet that has, you know, your olive oils and things like that. So in reality, a diet is just the accumulation of food that you consume over time. And everybody wants a bit of junk food, right? And then most diets would restrict that. You know, they tell Mm -hmm. you you're not allowed to have burgers, you're not allowed to have fries. But in reality, it's not about, it's not black and white, right? So it's not like, oh, no burgers, no fries. If you have one fry, you're going to mess up your whole diet. Mm -hmm. It's all about the balance, right? And then for, for... for, uh, for like a fat loss plan to be sustainable, 
Do you want somebody eating whatever foods they want over time? Yeah. Obviously, this has to be controlled to a certain extent. You can't just be eating, you know, burgers and pizzas all day and hope to be, you know, achieving your goals. But on the other hand, you can incorporate some of that into your food as long as you're, again, controlling the quantities, controlling the amount. Um, and yeah, sure, why not? You know, every now and then you want to go to social events, you want to have a you know, slice of pizza, burger, fries, whatever it may be. Yeah. You can incorporate those things into your diet while, um, you know, still making progress, basically. Yeah. And someone have, for example, candy every day and still achieve their, their weight loss goals? I mean, technically, yes, right? So technically, it comes down to the, the, the calories. They can. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, is it recommended or advised? Mm -hmm. Probably not. It yeah. depends on the quantity. You know, if they're having, mm -hmm. you know, a bite of chocolate a day, that's not going to be, you know, too harmful. But if they're having a, a yeah. significant amount, then that may be counterproductive. Of course. But the technical yeah. answer would be yes. You can have candy every day. Um, there's this guy... Uh, that went on a Big Mac or Big Mac, I think it was a Big Mac diet or Big Mac challenge where he ate Big Mac every single day for a month, Oof. you know? Um, and yeah, and then he still lost weight because it does come down to energy balance. Uh, mm -hmm. He's not saying that that's what you should do. Yeah. Um, but he's saying is it is possible. So yeah. to answer your question, yes. But is it recommended? Probably not. I mean, of course, there's also a big uh, differentiating factor between losing weight and losing calories because of your intake, but also nu how nutritional your, your meals are. If you're eating Big Mac every yes. day, that's a lot of processed food. That's a lot of you know hormones and, and God knows what they put on these burgers. So yeah. I can't imagine it's in the long term. You might lose weight, but I can't imagine yes. being healthy in the long Absolutely. term. Absolutely. So, so that's actually a good point, Khaled, that you mentioned because a lot of people associate the word healthy with fat loss so you know if they're think if they're eating things like you know avocado and salmon and tuna and all that they just automatically assume that that's going to make them lose weight yeah. so health eating for health and eating for fat loss are not always intertwined they can be but they're not always intertwined so you know i have a ton of clients that come up to me and like i said they'd say oh i'm just eating you know all I eat is nuts and avocado and salmon. They're all healthy, but I'm still not losing weight. And that's because it's, it comes down to energy balance, like I mentioned. It comes down to the calories. And even if you're eating all healthy foods, if the, if the calories are too much, it's too much. It doesn't matter if it's too much salmon or too much you know, chocolate. It's still too much. So a diet can be healthy and calorie controlled. To combine basically the best of both worlds if weight loss is your is your goal in the first place yeah um so yeah you can marry the two but they're they're independent variables actually mm -hmm. and if you're uh your your goal is to gain weight how would yeah. you uh go about it what what i know you have to focus on a protein heavy diet and they say what is it uh, times two of your of your weight usually in terms of so you'll have, you'll have different opinions, you know, there's mm -hmm. different uh, multiplying factors. Everyone will, you know, you got to do what works for you. But yes, I mean, generally, um, protein is required regardless of your goal, actually. So whether your goal is weight loss or fat loss or, you know, muscle gain, if you want to maintain your weight, just a generally healthy diet should have a decent amount of protein in there. Um, it's, it's, it's probably, or not probably, it is the most vital macronutrient of the three. Um, so whatever your goal is, you should be incorporating, uh, protein into that at a, yeah. at a decent amount. Yeah. For me, I, I, what, what works for me, I mean, I don't think what I did was necessarily healthy. I mean, I don't know how to, how to be the judge, honestly, but, uh, I just went on a huge, huge calorie deficit where I was eating around 
800 calories a day, but mainly just proteins and fruits and veggies. That was it. And then I would also, yeah. I would go to the gym for an hour working out lifting. And then I would go yeah. 30 minutes cardio where I would burn like 300 calories. So intense running. And so I, I was literally having, if you take it with the, with the burning, I, I probably ate 500 calories worth and I lost significant weight. I felt yeah. healthy. I think it's because I incorporated just fruits and beef and chicken. So yeah. I think it, it helped me a lot, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I wouldn't have been able to do that without all the information you were pushing. I and, appreciate uh, that, man. Yeah, of course. No, give credit when it's due, you know? <laughs> um, so how can someone be healthy in the long term? If, if, if eating too much healthy food is not good, eating too much of the bad food is not good, and, and obviously uh, after you see your achievements, there are two routes to go. Either, oh, wow, I'm getting my body goals. I need to just continue at it. Or, oh, I achieved the body I want. Now I can just do whatever I want. And then you yeah. kind of lose and, 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 and go a route where you kind of lose the achievements that you've done for yourself. So how can you continue right. this healthy cycle and, and this, uh, this diet and not in a mainstream definition of diet? Right. Well, well, first of all, I think health comes down to more than just, um, you know, your physical health, more than just food, basically. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are so fixated on dieting and calories and everything that they you know, they lose their social health, they lose a bit of their mental health too, you know, they become obsessed with food. And you really got to look at health as a overall uh, picture. It's not just, you know, how you look, it's about how you feel, again, your social health. Um, if you're depriving yourself of every single social event because you're scared of the food um, that'll be served, then that's affecting your health, your, your yeah. overall health, mm -hmm. right? So I think health is important to be looked at as a whole. Um, and that's, that's where a lot of people go wrong, actually. They go too extreme on, on one side of health that they're neglecting the, the other sides, which are equally as important for, for overall balance. Yeah. Um, and then for your second point uh, and how to maintain, basically, I mean, so it, it depends. You know, it, uh, you can reach a certain goal. And like I said, once you have the education on nutrition, on exercise, it's easy to, you know, maintain what you've, what you've achieved. You just need to basically keep doing what you're doing. Um, you know, once you have that set of, you incorporated that set of values and, and that sort of discipline in you, you just, you know, execute over time and it becomes second nature. Yeah. You know, so I, I lost, so I was, you know, over, as you know, I was overweight um, yeah. a couple of years ago. And then since then I've maintained what I've lost just through, you know, I know what foods are smarter smarter to consume and which are less smart i don't like calling foods good or bad there's yeah. obviously smarter foods and then less smart foods mm -hmm. um yeah and then while maintaining my social you know activity with friends family going out to dinners you yeah. know even incorporating some alcohol from time to time yeah. uh, everything goes as long as you know you have it all in balance which is usually the most difficult part alcohol over here it's, yeah. it's definitely the one that uh, most people struggle with especially if when you live in a city uh, and people yes. are constantly going out, whether it's, it's, it's Dubai, New York, London, people tend to drink a lot more in cities. And, and when you have different friend groups as well, it's not necessarily right. the same friends. So it's very difficult to try and manage. And, and I've been a victim of that. It's been very difficult. Now I have yeah, more too. control on it uh, because I, I see the results. And therefore, you know what? I'm, I'll hang out with you guys, but I'm going to tap yeah. out on the drinking part yeah. today, which was crazy yeah. because a lot of friends were looking at me like, what yeah. <laughs> you know like you, you're you're used to drink heavily and and so it's it's yeah. really 
I don't know. It feels different. It feels great once you're on the other side, but it is difficult to start, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Please, please go. Yeah, I was just going to say you're totally right. Uh, you know, a lot of people, when, when, when they start their, you know, um, fitness journey, um, alcohol is usually the number one thing that, you know, uh, takes them off track because, you know, it can get out of hand. You know, yeah. you say, oh, I'm going to have a drink tonight. That leads to two, three, four, ten, whatever it may be. And that was my yesterday, guilty as charged. <laughs> yeah, you know, there you go. Um, it happens. It happens yeah. to everyone. And yeah. that's usually what, you know, derails someone off, uh, off tracks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and in terms, there's also, you, you spoke as health as a whole, but if we're going to focus also on the physical aspect, there's lifting weights, and then there's a lot of cardio exercises or stamina exercise, whether it's, you know, doing, uh, going on machines, whether it's biking, treadmills, or playing sports like basketball, football, tennis, yada, yada, yada. Uh, right. what is, uh, how important is it to, to balance both? And how crucial is stamina? as well in the long-term physical health and yeah. uh, how can you improve it? And I'm going to bounce off of this after you answer this question. Uh, sure. There are so many different ways where they tell you either you, you lift quickly or you lift slowly or you lift heavier, but less reps or you lift yeah. less, but more reps. So what are the differences right. between these and so people can also understand what they're doing. So if, if it's helping them achieve these goals, because you get a lot of different right. inputs. So I want to hear yours. Sure, sure. Um, well, first of all, it depends on your goal, right? So everybody has a different goal. Um, you know, they're looking to achieve different things. And based on your goal, the best thing for you will differ. Yeah. Um, so there's no, there's no right or wrong. There's no one way or the other. It really comes down to your goal. So the majority of my clients are fat loss uh, clients. So they're looking to lose some fat, um, gain a bit of muscle. It's basically body composition goals, right? They want to drop their body fat percentage. They want to um, get more lean, more toned, uh, whatever it may be. So for that, there's a certain, you know, ideal scenario. Mm -hmm. um, but then you have people that, you know, uh, want to focus on, for example, if someone's a cyclist or a marathon sprinter, um, his, his goals and his, um, training regime will be a lot different than someone else's. So it really comes down to your goal and what you're looking to achieve. And then based on your goal, then we can look into, you know, defining the best uh, training program, the best nutrition program. Um, there's no one size fits all. It really comes yeah. down to what you're looking to do. Um, however, if you're looking, like I said, the majority of my clients are fat loss and there's a big misconception that, you know, lifting weights, especially I, I find with the females, they, they feel like lifting weights you know, we'll get them bigger, uh, bulkier. Um, and, and that's a misconception, actually. So if you're, you know, um, if you're lifting weights and you're controlling your nutrition, you actually get the lean toned look that, you know, most people are looking for. Yeah. Um, so that's still, you know, that's still a misconception, especially here in the Middle East. I, uh, I see it a lot more, you know, in the, in the Western parts of the world, they're more, you know, accustomed to, you know, they, they've gotten over that misconception. I still see it here quite a bit, but it's slowly, uh, you know, slowly starting to change. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I, I know a few people that used to think that as well. They're like, I can't lift because if I lift, that means I'm going to gain size so quickly. And they're absolutely. so convinced about it as well that there's no swaying them otherwise. So yeah, it's, absolutely. Um, it's crucial. What about people that want to gain size in terms of reps? Because a lot of people I know want to gain, you know, bigger muscles, bigger biceps, yeah. bigger tries, chest, yada, yada, yeah. yada. How, what, yeah. are, what are their reps, generally speaking? Does it make a difference if you're going slow and fast? And does it make a difference... Yeah 
the the weight that you're lifting and the how the amount right. of reps, the number of reps. Right. So before before getting into the reps, so the reps would be you know a finer detail of the of the situation. Before getting into that, if someone's looking to gain you know muscle or size, they need to check off a few boxes before we even get to the rep range, mm-hmm. and that'll be like uh, you know your nutrition first of all you need to be mm-hmm. consuming enough calories to be able to gain the weight if you're, of course. If you're only eating a thousand calories per day then you're most likely not going to gain any muscle at all so you want you know you want to make sure your calories are in check you want to eat enough protein um, you want to be sleeping well you want to be recovering mm-hmm. uh, and then in the gym uh, even more important than the rep range would be you basically want to progress right yeah. you, you want to be able to to do more than you did last time, pretty much. It's a term called progressive overload. Mm-hmm. Um, there's many ways to do it. You know, you can lift heavier, you can lift more often, you can uh, rest shorter, you can have better form. Um, all those things allow you to progress. Because if you're going to the gym without like a plan, and then you're doing random exercises, lifting random weights every time, or, or the same weights every time, you're not really giving your muscle a uh, stimulus to adapt. Mm-hmm. And that's what... Um, causes muscle gain you know you need to stimulate your muscles you need to force them to change otherwise they won't they have no reason to um and then when it comes to specific rep ranges i mean there's wide debate on this i generally you know stick within depends you know it depends what exercise what muscle group and it differs from client to client but i mean i generally would say i stick to the 6 to 15 range depending mm-hmm. you know there's no set number yeah. um Lower than six, you know, if you're going like one, two, three, that's more for strength. That's more for powerlifting. It does gain muscle. Again, it's very debatable here, but me personally, I, I generally stick to the six to 12, 15 yeah. range. Personally, I do 15 usually. And uh, yeah. uh, unless it's it's uh, last, depends on the exercise again. Sometimes I'll do drop, uh, and I think it's called drop, uh, weight dropping or something like that. When, when you're... Uh, yeah, when you when the last set you have like a power set where you start heavy and then after you're done your fifteen you drop uh, you drop one segment and if it's a machine and the and you go less weight less weight less weight less yeah weight. drop set drop set. drop set yeah yeah okay yeah. drop set yeah. yeah no it's it's good information to know because a lot of people are very confused by by what works what doesn't and there are so many differentiating opinions as well I personally yeah. have seen results from sticking to fifteen. Um, yeah. sometimes I do 12 if it's too heavy or eight, if it's too heavy, but that's yeah. only because I tried, uh, I tried to, to, to like, I was exhausted, but even then right. sometimes I push myself, if I'm exhausted, I would drop the weights for five seconds and then come back and continue until I reach that 15, because that's like my, right. my goal or, or the, the target that I'm hoping. And if it's hard this time, right. like you said, next time it'll be much better. Sure. Yeah. So um, you switched careers. You were in P&G. And yeah. how did you make the decision to switch? How did you know you wanted to switch? Obviously, it's your passion. But what right. were the, the events that acted as catalysts towards you exiting from P&G from a secure job where you're getting paid and a reputable yeah. company that's global as well? What was yeah. your mindset there? What was the push and how was it for you? Sure. So I'll start, I'll start from, you know, I'll wind it back uh, even before that. Um, so growing up, you know, I grew up in Dubai. Um, you know, I was going to university in Canada in the Guild. Um, you know, when I was applying, I had no idea what I wanted to do, I mean, which, which is only fair for a 17-year-old. Pretty much, I think that's common across most, you know, 17-year-olds. Yeah. You're basically just applying to anything just to get in. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, typical, uh, you know, Middle Eastern mindset, you know, you got to do engineering or doctor or, you know, a lawyer, businessman, whatever it is to be successful. So I went into engineering and I did that and I graduated as an engineer from McGill. Mm-hmm. Um, then I moved back to Dubai and then I realized that, okay, you know, I don't really like engineering and I'm not going to get into that. Um, I was pretty much, you know, just kind of went along with it. Um, so then I got into the FMCG sector. Uh, my first, uh, my first job was at Nestle. Um, so I stayed there for a couple of years and then, um, I wasn't too happy. I ended up leaving. I was supposed to move back to Canada, but I didn't, um, got a job with a environmental engineering company here in Dubai. So I thought, okay, so, you know, maybe it was a different industry. I might like this again, got into, you know, disliking it down the line Then I thought maybe try something else. And that's when I got into PNG. Mm-hmm. So that was my third corporate job here in Dubai. And you know, every time I'll think I'll blame it on, you know, a different situation, you know, either it was the company or, you know, my boss or whatever it may be. It was always a reason why I was never happy. And then I realized that it's nothing, you know, it's no specific reason. It's not, you know, it's not my boss. It's not the company itself. It's just because I don't see myself being in this type of um, setup long-term, mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of like a rat race where everybody's, you know, just trying to you know, climb that corporate ladder, you know, um, you know, there's some ass kissing to do, which, you know, I, I you know, just didn't, you know, click with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so that's when I decided, um, uh, so PNG was my last corporate job. And that's when I decided to, you know, pull the plug on this whole rat race. Um, I was so fed up. I was so frustrated that I just wanted to start over. I didn't know what I wanted to do actually at the time. And so when I resigned, it was out of nowhere. And then uh, one of the you know, senior, senior people heard of my resignation and he was obviously surprised because it came out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, he set up a meeting with me to discuss, you know, like what's going on, you know, where is this coming from? And so in the meeting, he was like, so, you know, why, why are you resigning and what's your plan basically? Yeah. And I told him, you know, I told him, I just don't feel this whole corporate setup is for me. I want to you know, go on, do my own thing. Uh, I shared with him like, a, you know, a half an hour speech of, you know, my intentions and my plan. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I told him, I'm not sure, but I want to figure it all out. And I can't figure it out if I'm here because, you know, swamped with work, don't have time to to relax. And you're off time. You just want to, you know, rest or see your friends or whatever. You don't really have time to get into that, like, creative process of Mm -hmm. thinking what you actually wanted to do. And when I said that, he looked at me, he's like, um, he's like, uh, with all due respect, Roy, but what you just said now is is, is a bunch of bullshit. So that's yeah. exactly what he just said, you know, and okay. I was surprised when he said that. I was yeah. like, okay, I mean, with all due respect, that's your opinion, but that's, yeah. you know, you don't know what I want to do. And just because you haven't done it or you haven't been there, that doesn't mean that you know, it's not for any everyone. Um, so yeah, that kind of, you know, that, that really, you know, um, and this was coming from a guy that's been like there for 30 years in the company. His literal words were, if you leave PNG, you're about to throw your life away. Uh, you know, and then typically someone that hears that, you know, would, he, he, he tried to make me change my decision. Yeah. Um, and, you know, typically someone would feel you know, a little bit scared to, you know, go through yeah, with he, it. He was using fear. Yeah. He was using fear. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, I wouldn't say, you know, it was just because that's what he, you know, that's, it was his opinion. That's what yeah. he thought. Um, and I told him, you know, with all due respect, that's your opinion. And I'm going to, you know, I've made my decision and I'm going to go ahead with it. And looking back, uh, Khaled, you know, it's really the best decision I've ever made in my life because it allowed me that freedom and that free time to, you know, really think uh, about what I genuinely love doing in life. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I thought to myself, what do I find myself doing on a daily basis out of fun? You know, um, I'll be Googling, you know, about nutrition. I'll be trying to learn some stuff. I'll be, you know, looking into fitness. And then I said, okay, so that's a, you know, clear indication. That that's what I genuinely love doing, right? Because it's what I do in my off time. I'm not being paid to research yeah. nutrition. Um, and then, you know, there's a, there's a famous uh, saying that Steve Jobs said in his, uh, his speech to a Stanford graduation. It was uh, something along the lines of, you can never really connect the dots looking forward. It's just looking backwards where everything connects and makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that stuck with me. You know, that was powerful. It stuck with me. And, uh, you know, it really, it, it, it's exactly what happened, basically. You know, yeah. when I left PNG, I had no idea what I wanted to do. But I, I trusted it. You know, I said, I'm going to take this leap of faith. I feel that something's going to come out of it. And I did it. And then over time, once I started to you know, invest heavily into nutrition and training, I started helping my friends. They started seeing results. And I said, okay, you know, this is you know, going somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and I always said, there's, there's three things that you, know, you need for a, a true um, career or passion. One is to love what you do. Yeah. And then you need to be good at what you do. And the third one is to, to have it financially support you. And once you find something that has all three, then you found your true passion in your career. Because otherwise, it's just a job or it's just a hobby. So like, mm -hmm. I like basketball and I'm good at basketball, but I'm never going to, you know, yeah, make, make, make a living out of it. Out of it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's just yeah. a hobby, you know. Um, and then if it's a job that you don't love, it's, it's just a job. So now, you know, I've been, you know, I've been working seven days a week, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. with a smile on my face. You know, I yeah. literally working around the clock and it doesn't feel like work to me because I love it. It's my passion. Whereas before, when I was in the corporate setup, you know, my boss told me to work 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. seven days a week. I'll tell him, you know, get out of here. You're crazy. Yeah. yeah um, of course. So, you know, once you really do what you love, you don't feel like it's work. I don't wake up in the morning saying, oh, fuck, I got to go to work. I just, you know, do it with a smile on my face. and. And, uh, and Plus yeah, you're that's, helping. That's you're helping a lot of people, and and you see the results, and you're changing lives, and and it's it's like uh, rather than corporates where your customers, you're not necessarily interacting with them as much. Yes, uh, absolutely. But with with this type of career, you're seeing your customers. Not only are you talking to them, but you're befriending them. You're 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 you know uh, supportive, and you get to know them. You invest yourself, and uh, you invest your time, your efforts, and they do the same. And it's it's just a a mutual respect thing, which is, which is right. really, it, it differentiates it a lot. And it's funny you said the Steve Jobs thing, because I was thinking as you were telling me your story that um, you got to fitness by doing what you don't want to do. And you only found out that you didn't want to do it by actually going to work. And you didn't let it rule you or, or you didn't jump into decisions from the first career you're like you know what let me switch it up and try to use it the route that most people generally speaking take it right and and right. it didn't work out for you three times and then you're like you know what i'm, I'm tapping out and i respect you a lot yeah. for that and and uh what what your old boss said or the senior guy and and png it resonated with me it's because also these i have a friend uh whose who's, uh, father and, and a lot of his mentors were the same mentality. They were very corporate, very successful, incredible yeah. lives. But they're such smart individuals that I know had they stepped down, they would have achieved so much more, potentially could yeah. have been more happier, 
but they right. had this comfort where it's like, this is an existing company. Yes. I'm doing a lot. And there's no, nothing wrong with that. If it works Absolutely. for you, it works for you, you know? And, and you're, I'm sure that guy had his achievements and, and done everything. Right. But I think as a, as a boss, you need to, in the end, invest in the individuals um, with Absolutely. the hope that they're going to stay loyal to the company. But if in your case, someone really is, is wants to go and, and push and do their dreams, I would hope that whatever values I taught you would help support you and your next endeavor. Yep. Because in the end of the day, we're a community, we're human beings, and we're supposed to grow. And if this is not where you, you know, if you don't want to grow here, then who am I to force you? Absolutely. You know? absolutely. It won't no, be totally, fair to yeah. you nor to the company. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're totally right. And, and what you said is right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the corporate setup. I mean, it's just a matter of preference, right? Mm-hmm. So like I was talking about nutrition, it always depends on your goal. It's the same, same applies to here and to everything else in life. There's no right or wrong. You just got to do what works for you, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. I, I'm happy that when you, when you find something, I think there's one thing that I disagree with you though, uh, on it's the, uh, the three categories of the jobs where, where you can be passionate. I think you can yeah. be in something you're not passionate about or, or yeah. that you enjoy as long yeah. as you have a goal that's identified. So it facilitates and, and advances you towards achieving the goals that you want. So, so if it's a job where you're looking at it as a temporary thing, I can just think of one of my friends, he's a teacher and yeah. he wants to teach around the world, but he's been teaching locally and he just, every year he's like, next year, I'm going to leave. Next year, I'm going to leave. And he doesn't, but yeah. the reason he's not leaving is because they offer him great chances because he's valuable to the school to advance his knowledge, like rewriting the curriculum, like starting this new club. Like, so, so he's yeah. gaining a lot of things that will eventually lead to the thing that he wants. And, and I'm sure there are so many variables. So I think the one factor I would add is, generally speaking, I agree with the three, but sometimes yeah. there might be a facilitation. So this job helps achieve the goal. And as long as you're aware of right. that and conscious of it, then you can manage it and not be sucked in to the yeah. toxic loop that you wouldn't want to be in for too long. Right. You, ha- you have a point. And very rarely, Khaled, will someone actually find all three. It's very rare. And if you do, then that's a blessing because uh, 99% of the cases, you know, at least one or two of them are missing, but you know, you got to get by, right? You can't be picky and say, oh, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. At the end of the day, you need to, you know, put food on the table. You need to support yourself. You need to support your family. So not everybody finds their, you know, true passion in life. And that's fine. You know, as long as you're, yeah. like you said, somewhat happy, like your, your teacher that you were talking about. Um, yeah. I mean, not everybody's going to land their dream, you know, career. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. And it's all about mental health. Like you said earlier, it's very important, which physical health plays a huge role in it. Uh, yeah. But I think it's just about perspective because anything, you know, f- failure is not durable. Uh, negative events are not everlasting. And so it's just yeah. your perspective of the situation, how you uh, change it. And I think, uh, right. speaking, speaking of family, you just got engaged. Congrats. I did. I did. Thanks, <laughs> How's <bro>. that? Thanks. <laughs> good, How's man. that good. been? Good. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. How'd you, and, how'd you guys uh, meet? Tell me about it. So I was just about to say, you know, so, um, you know, saying looking back, it was uh, the best decision I ever made, not just for my career, but it also led to meeting my fiance. So that's, you know, when, when you when you take the plunge uh, and, you, you know, you make a step that's good for you, everything just falls into place. Yeah. And just so aligns. I act, 
Yeah, it just aligns. Absolutely. Like literally everything just aligns for you. So, so uh, I actually met her because of, uh, because of the career switch I made. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, had I not done that, I wouldn't have been in my, uh, in my dream career or met my dream, uh, my dream girl. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys meet in the gym? We did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So she actually, yeah, absolutely. She started off. Uh, so we used to go to the same high school. So, uh, okay. We knew of each other. Um, but never really, you know, we weren't really friends or anything. And then because of this, she reached out to me. She wanted to start training, um, you know, and then we got to know each other. And then one thing led to the other and we're engaged, you know. That's so uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, earlier I was saying you develop a relationship or a friendship with your clients, but you took it to the yeah. <laughs> next yeah. level. You know, it just happens, you know, when yeah, you meet the right course. person. Uh, yeah. You never know when it's going to happen. Course. It just happens. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, yeah. And how's how's that been? Uh, getting in a relationship, uh, maintaining your work life because you work a lot six, like you said, yes. six seven days a week, nine yeah. to to or six to nine. How do you balance yeah. uh, a relationship, your work, and and your social life as well outside of that relationship? Right, right. I mean, you just need to prioritize. You know what's important. Obviously, I need to you know set some hours aside. Um, for my job, for you know, for my fiance, for myself, you just need to prioritize your, um, you know, your schedule. So I make time to to incorporate everything basically into into it. Um, whether it's weekends, lunch breaks, after work, you know, you have to, you know, you can't just focus on one thing only. You need to like sort of incorporate everything um, yeah. together. Is she in the corporate industry, or is she also into fitness uh, as a job? Or she's uh, she actually uh, she's with her family business. Okay. She works. Yeah, she works in her family business. That's cool. That's cool. It's diverse. So it's, I think it's very crucial to having your own lives while at the same time getting to know one another. And, and so, so it's a combination of space, I think, and then uh, wanting to learn about the other's life. Because I've seen so many yeah. relationships where it's like they're just forcing each other to like what the other likes, you know. And I think it should right. be just a willingness with with also a boundary. I don't know. Sorry, yeah. we went into the relationship route, but I'm just curious if what your take is. Uh, oh, that's fine. Yeah, situation. you're right. No, you're right. And you know, it's very important to like support what the other does. She's super supportive. You know, she uh, she's like my number one fan, literally. You know, uh, which is great. You know, it's so yeah. important, and uh, and I I always thank her for that because it's really important to have someone to you know to support. Whatever you do, basically, whether it's a job, a decision, uh, whatever it is, to have someone that's supportive of you is uh, is key, I think. Yeah, it's it goes back again to the mental health we talked about. It really just yeah. makes all the difference in the world. Um, so, if some people are trying to get started in Dubai, working out and and trying to, first of all, actually, the industry here is more expensive than other places in the world. Do you know why? Because yes. I feel like there there is a huge demand for physical health or, or physical uh, trainer, like trainers to, to yes. whether it's fat loss or whatever, but there are so many trainers. So how come the price is still expensive compared to other countries? And do you right. see it going um, down uh, given that gyms are expanding and opening up left and right? Um, so first off, I, I read a statistic that um, Dubai has the highest concentration of personal trainers in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but that's why I read it would make sense. Um, yeah. It's just because, I mean, a lot of people are willing to invest into their, you know, their physical health, uh, their appearance as well, their physiques. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then generally people here in Dubai have more you know, purchasing power, more spending power. And it's something that they really want. And that's why 
like you said, you know, the prices are just higher, like everything else in Dubai, right? You know, everything mm-hmm. here in Dubai is a little bit more expensive, whether it's rent or, or cars or whatever it may be. People here um, are willing to spend a little bit more than, than elsewhere. Yeah. Um, as for whether I see it going down, I, I no, I personally don't. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially now after this uh, this whole COVID three month, uh, you know, lockdown and mm-hmm. stuff. Everyone, you know, m- most people, you know, um, you know, a little bit loose. You know, maybe have gained some weight, and now everybody's trying to get back into it. So there's like yeah. an influx of people into the gyms, which I had anticipated actually, mm-hmm. and then it came true. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of new faces coming into the gym, and everybody's trying to get fit and healthy and active. So it's actually sort of like a, a boom uh, post uh, post COVID. Yeah. How was the during COVID? Did you guys did you have a lot of clients that were doing Zoom sessions and, and did you have I had that? A few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at first, at first, you know, I didn't really want to get into it, um, but then I had a couple of uh, clients, uh, existing clients, reach out to me and said, you know, they wanted uh, the Zoom classes, and that's why I did it. At first, I didn't, you know, highly believe in it. You know, you're obviously limited. There's not enough equipment at home. There's not enough things you can do. So that's why at first I said, you know, what, I'm not trying to squeeze out a few extra bucks and just do anything online. But then once they, you know, requested it, I said, sure. I mean, if you guys want it, then I'll do it. Um, Yeah. And that's why I did it. Basically, I had a few clients doing some Zoom sessions. But again, you know, most were, you know, it's tough. It's tough to work out at home. You're demotivated. You're on the mood. You don't have equipment. Um, There's limited things you can do. It's not the best, you know, the ideal, optimal situation to, to be working out in. Um, so yeah, a lot of people just sort of laid low. I, you know, I was, I was doing home workouts myself at a point mm-hmm. and then you just get tired, you know, uh, it's not as yeah. effective. Um, yeah. and then, yeah, so I, 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 I think I agree with you. That was most of my friends. It's the same situation for me. I, I was the outlier. <laughs> I absolutely loved <laughs> home workouts. It just, cause nice. I bought, I bought a few equipment, like I bought a mat, ab roller, uh, dumbbells, kettlebells. So, and then I used yeah. the, and then I got creative, you know, six Ottawa bottle pack, uh, nice. mop, mop bucket <laughs> with different water levels, <laughs> you know, right. couch for dips. Right. So it was, it was getting creative. And, and I really saw, I think ironically the most progress I've ever had or the fastest progress I've ever had. It's probably been home workouts, but I think it's because nice. I managed to eat healthy as well. So it was a balance right. of, cause I was killing myself at the workouts. I think right. I've reached a stage now where I started going back to the building gym. I'm still not going to uh, full gyms and whatnot, but uh, yeah. I think it'll get there. Um, so I just have a couple final questions. Uh, sure. One, uh, what gyms would you recommend in Dubai for people that are uh, about to start working out post-COVID? And at the same time, what uh do you recommend them to start with instructors or is it okay if they do their own route with their own research what's your recommendation based on people that are new to fitness right um so to answer your first question i've been to a lot of gyms in dubai uh, and the reason why i only train and train stuff is because it is the best gym in dubai in terms of equipment in terms of how you can progress it's my personal favorite uh, all my clients train at that gym as well the one mm-hmm. in uh, alcoz Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because, you know, they have fantastic setup. Their equipment is great. They have a cafeteria upstairs that, um, you know, good food. Food. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of my clients get their meals after training for the day. It just makes it convenient. It's good for trainers too. You know, we're there all day. So we have access to, you know, uh, calorie counted or weighted food or whatever you may call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I just think it's, um, it's one of the best gyms in Dubai for sure. Um, and when it comes to, uh, someone new that's starting to, 
or wanting to start the gym, I absolutely think it's great. And not just because I'm a, you know, a personal yeah. trainer. It's, it's, yeah. um, um, I highly believe in the service. And uh, up until this date, I invest in getting personal trainers for myself as well because yeah. I highly believe in the service. And if I yeah. didn't, then I'd essentially be selling a service that I personally didn't believe in. Yeah. Um, so no, it's, it's, it's totally valuable. Um, you know, when I first started, uh, you know, I was doing, you know, sort of bashing around the walls, doing anything. I'd never see progress. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then eventually when I did get my first personal trainer a couple of years ago, that's when I really started to see yeah. progress. You just learn the ins and outs. It's very important, uh, you know, to learn the basics, fundamentals of training, exercise, nutrition, all that. Um, the movement and then later, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, you don't want to be injured. You don't want yeah. to get like, uh, you know, get, get the wrong information online, which is very easy, you know, very easily can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. Um, I still do it to this day, like I said, and uh, it basically kickstarts you in the right direction. And then it's your choice whether you want to continue it with a trainer for good or you want to sort of branch off and do your own thing once you have the fundamentals on lockdown. Amazing. Thank you yeah. for, for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Anytime, and uh, hopefully we can work out together soon. <laughs> sure, let's do it. Yeah, Anytime. Yeah. Have a great day and uh, thank you again for joining. Yeah. Anytime, buddy. Take it easy.